Hi everyone, my name is Steve Reefman. I'm a National Board Certified Elementary School teacher and author in Santa Monica, California. During my 24-year career, I've worked to create an approach that engages the whole child and empowers students to achieve academic excellence, build strong character, develop lasting work habits and social skills, and take charge of their health and wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing strategies, stories, tips, and resources that will help you inspire and empower your students and improve your teaching. In this episode, I'll be describing the most powerful move that we as teachers can make to establish purpose with our students, build teamwork, develop lasting habits of character, and set a high expectation level. And that's to create a class mission statement with our students and refer to it regularly throughout the year. My students and I create hours during the first full week of the school year. And even though it's one of the first things that we do, I emphasize that it is the most important project that we will create the entire school year. I'd like to share a story to help explain one of the reasons why this project is so important. When I was seven, I played on a t-ball team as a member of the Yankees. My teammates and I would practice one afternoon a week to get ready for the Saturday morning games. We spent our practice time working on the skills that would help us play better in the games. We ran around the bases, hit balls off the batting tee, and caught pop flies. Even though we were young, my teammates and I quickly grasped the purpose and importance of every practice activity. A clear connection existed between what we did in practice and what we would need to do in a game. The coach didn't have to take much time explaining these connections because we could figure them out for ourselves. Think about other organized activities in which children participate. At band practice, for example, musicians understand why they need to rehearse. They know that rehearsing is important because at a later date, the group will perform its songs to a live audience. Again, the connection between today's preparation and tomorrow's performance is straightforward. Young actors in the drama club are also aware of this relationship. Curiously, the organized activity that occupies more of a child's waking hours than any other, school, is the one where the purposes of attending each day are, in my opinion, the least well understood by its participants. What are the purposes of attending school? Most students answer that they come to school to learn. But when pressed further, they're often unable to articulate compelling reasons why learning is important. Some students may mention that they need to learn to get a good job or to get into a good college. Rarely, though, does a child express that learning adds quality to our lives, that it enables us to contribute to the lives of others, that it maximizes our options later in life, and that the development of the mind is a joy and benefit in and of itself. The larger purposes of education are not as obvious as those of Little League, Band, or Drama Club. As a result, children have greater difficulty discovering on their own what these purposes are. As teachers then, it is our responsibility to establish a sense of purpose with our students so they know why it's important to come to school every day and so they understand how learning can benefit them now and in the future. Raising this issue helps children connect what they learn in the classroom to their own lives. When we neglect to discuss the worthwhile purposes of attending school, students frequently fail to see meaning in their work, 
and lack the motivation to persevere when challenged. We want kids to work with a sense of purpose, but they can only do that when we as teachers establish a sense of purpose. And that's one important reason why we create our class mission statement. A mission statement is an organization's formal statement of purpose. According to Stephen Covey, author of such books as The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and First Things First, mission statements capture what you want to be and what you want to do and the principles upon which being and doing are based. A class mission statement describes your highest priorities and includes the major goals and ideas that identify yours as a unique group of people with a unique sense of purpose. The document enables students to see themselves not just as individuals, but as contributing parts to a greater whole. Developing the mission statement provides individuals with an opportunity to envision ways their combined talents and energies can make a difference. If you've been teaching for a while, you may remember back to the time when mission statements were first becoming popular in many schools and districts. Unfortunately, many teachers did not have the opportunity then to use a mission statement to its full potential. Oftentimes, mission statements are presented to school staffs by administrators and employees are asked to embrace the documents even though they had no chance to offer any input during the creation process. And with no input, there's no ownership, no emotional investment, and no buy-in. And making matters worse, after mission statements are presented with great fanfare, they were frequently put in a drawer and forgotten. And if you experience a situation similar to this one, then somebody owes you a big apology. And the good news is, when we're in our own classrooms and leading the process with our students, we can create these documents with everyone's involvement, refer to them throughout the year, and achieve maximum impact. I found that a four-day creation process works best when writing a class mission statement. And as I describe it, I'll be mentioning certain sheets that I use with my students and I'd like you to have access to them. So if you go on Facebook and you find my Teaching the Whole Child Facebook page, you'll see a link that will take you to a PDF that contains the sheets that I'm describing. On day one, I introduced the project to the kids and discussed the word mission. I found that kids more easily understand the term when I introduce it as part of the phrase on a mission. I tell them that when people are on a mission, it means they're determined to accomplish something important. And I accompany my definition with examples of historical figures, athletes, and other well-known individuals who were determined to accomplish important things. And I try to pick people that the kids are very familiar with. I then ask the kids to share personal stories of when they might have been on a mission to accomplish something important. And I explain that when groups of people come together to work as a team, they frequently create something called a mission statement to express the important things they want to accomplish. Right away, interest and motivation go way up because the kids see that they're doing something that they view as adult and the kids love doing things that they view as adult. After my introduction, I distribute a sheet with five fundamental questions. Who are we? Why is it important to come to school to learn? What goals are we determined to reach together? What kind of class do we want to be? And what actions and behaviors must we demonstrate each day to reach our goals? 
For the first 10 minutes or so, I asked the kids to complete the sheet independently. After that, I have them join with a partner and they share their answers with each other and they're free to add what their partner might have said. After they've done the activity both individually and with a partner, we come back together as a group and we share our responses and the kids are free to add anything that somebody else might have said. The kids will later draw on their responses to these questions when they create the first draft of the class mission statements. I include these five questions in our weekly homework packet so the kids have a chance to discuss their ideas with family members. Sending the questions home with the kids accomplishes three important things. First, it gets parents and kids talking about fundamental issues that too often go undiscussed. Second, it involves parents early in the school year in a meaningful project and shows them that we value their participation in the educational process. Third, it greatly increases the likelihood that the kids will generate high quality, thoughtful responses. Many kids choose to write down the ideas they discuss that they discuss with their families, bring them back to class, and use them when we write our draft. Once the kids have gone through the process of answering the questions on day one, they develop a pretty good understanding of what the project is all about, but they still need to see examples of actual mission statements to make their understanding stronger. So on days two and three, I provide the kids with examples of mission statements from restaurants, theme parks, other companies and organizations that they'll be excited about so that they can become familiar with the format and substance of this type of writing. Mission statements are readily available in stores and restaurants as well as online and I enjoy trying to find new ones each year. Depending on the age level that you teach, you may need to revise or retype or simplify the language so that it's appropriate for the majority of your students. I like to share about five or six sample mission statements with my students on day two and on day three. And at the end of day three, I also like to bring in one or two previous class mission statements that my students have done so that they can see what class mission statements can look like. And when we share the mission statements, I'll have one showing on the document camera so the kids can see it on the screen. They're sitting on the rug in front of me with their highlighters and one mission statement at a time We'll read through it and I'll encourage the kids to highlight any words or phrases that they feel we could use when we write our class mission statement at the end of the week. And after we read through each whole mission statement or each paragraph, if it's a long mission statement, I'll ask for volunteers to raise their hand and share one word that they highlighted. And because there's no way to get this wrong, everybody is going to raise their hand a lot. And at the beginning of the year, we want to encourage class participation. So it's great to see kids raising their hand a lot to share the words and phrases that they highlighted. When I first started doing this activity many years ago, I wanted to chart the words that the students were sharing, but I found that it slowed the pace down too much and it took too long because the kids are coming up with such great ideas. I found that it's fine if the kids are simply highlighting the words in their packet of sample mission statements because they're going to go back and look through this packet at the end of the week when they do their drafts. So not doing any type of charting will work out just fine. As you read through the mission statements, encourage everyone to pay special attention to powerful language that conveys high expectations. One mission statement that my students and I look at each year is from a company called Noah's Bagels. And there's a part in that one 
that says their goal is to be the best bagel company in America. And I point out to my students that it does not say that they want to be a pretty good bagel company. They want to be the best in America. Those are the types of words that we're on the lookout for, and those are the types of words we want to include in our own mission statement, because I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast how one of the benefits of a mission statement is that it can help us set a high expectation level, and we do that by finding words that help us have high hopes for ourselves. We're now ready to move to day four, and this is the big day, because this is the day that we are all going to write our actual class mission statement. The kids will draw from three sources of information as they complete this step. The first is the sheet with the five questions that they answered in class on Monday and continue discussing with their parents at home. The second is the packet with the sample mission statements that we read and highlighted on days two and three. The third source is their own imaginations. Kids need to be encouraged not to rely just on the questions and on the mission statements. We want them coming up with their own ideas of the mission of the class. And sometimes the sentences that end up in our final mission statement are ones that did not come from the questions or from the mission statements. They came from one student's imagination. I like to give the kids two sets of choices about how they complete the step of the process. The first is about grouping. Would they like to work alone, with one partner, with a small group? I think that as long as the kids are focused and using their time well, that choice should belong to them. The second set of choices is about what they actually want to put on their paper. I think it's important to encourage our most ambitious students to try to write a complete class mission statement on behalf of everyone. These multi-paragraph efforts should address all five of the previously mentioned questions and include many of the words and phrases that they charted. Kids who undertake this challenge, however, should also include thoughts and ideas of their own. They shouldn't feel constrained in any way by just the questions or the mission statements. And as I mentioned, sometimes the sentences that best convey the mission of the class are those that the students create all by themselves. Students who may not feel confident or comfortable enough to create an entire mission statement can still make an equally valuable contribution to the project by choosing from one of the other drafting alternatives. With these options, the kids still choose from the same sources. And one great option is for the kids to list individual words that they want to see in the final class statement. Another option gives kids the chance to write individual phrases and sentences. The latter two options can also be combined so that kids can write individual words and short phrases and sentences. A final possibility that many kids have liked over the years allows them to begin by listing individual words, and then after they've listed a whole bunch, they follow up on that by connecting pairs of words to form short phrases. For example, if a child lists the word achieve and the word quality, they can draw a line connecting them to create the phrase achieve quality. Regardless of which option the kids choose, they should feel absolutely no pressure. There is no right, there is no wrong. All of this is simply an opportunity for each child to offer input as to how the final statement will read. And as I mentioned before, motivation will be extremely high during this activity because the kids are working seriously to craft something that they view as adult and they always appreciate the chance to do something like that. 
The last step in the process of creating our class mission statement requires us, the teachers, to read the drafts that the kids do and combine them into one formal class statement. You'll notice from the students' papers that several major themes recur. And in the final draft, we want to include these commonly expressed ideas, as well as any outstanding words, phrases, or sentences that may appear only once or twice. When I take the kids' papers home over the weekend and spread them out on the table, I know that creating the final draft is never going to be an easy task. At first, we may find ourselves with a mission statement that's 15 pages long because we didn't want to leave out anybody's input, or we may have a blank screen in front of us because we just don't know where to start since there are so many fine ideas spread out in front of us. After a few years, I came up with a way to simplify the task, and I use this every year. So what I do is on my computer, I open up a file and I create a sheet with the five questions printed on it. And as I read each student's paper, I take what I consider to be their strongest ideas and write them underneath the questions that those ideas address. And when we do this, the number one priority is to include at least one or two ideas from every student's paper. When I'm done reading each child's paper and taking all my notes, the next step is to shape all of these ideas into a mission statement that has several paragraphs. And as I'll discuss later in this podcast, each paragraph will be a certain category because I find that that creates a great structure for the class mission statement so that when we revisit it throughout the year, we can target certain categories or even specific ideas within any one category. Enlarge the mission statement so that it can occupy a prominent place on either the front wall of your classroom or the front door for the entire year. The first time you present it to the class, you'll notice something special occur. Because you took the time to have the kids answer the same five questions and charted words from the same sample mission statements and provided the opportunity for everyone to incorporate these words into their drafts, Every single child will be able to look at some part of the final version and say, I had that, or that word came from mine, or that sentence was from mine. This creates shared ownership. There's the realization among members of the group that everyone contributed to the final draft. As Stephen Covey says, the process changes us. It changes our relationship with others who are part of it. Covey also says that it bonds people together. It gives them a sense of unity and purpose that provides great strength in times of challenge. The missioning process produces a powerful founding document. According to Covey, the statement now becomes the constitution, the criteria for decision-making in the group. Its, word will, its words will guide us throughout the school year, helping to keep everyone focused on what it is we are here to accomplish. It's our map that shows us the way in times of trouble and uncertainty. The statement establishes our identity as a unique group of people with a unique sense of purpose. And it reminds us of the combined actions we need to take if we are to live up to the high expectations we set for ourselves. It is the ultimate reference point. After we read through the statement for the first time, I like to have a little signing ceremony in which each student comes up to the board one at a time signs their name at the bottom of the mission statement, and once everybody has signed it, I then take the statement to get laminated. One year, I made the mistake of having it laminated right when I got it enlarged, 
and there was no way for any of us to sign it. That was a mistake. So we want to be sure to have everybody sign it as if to say, count me in, I want to be part of this, and then we can have it laminated before we put it on the door or the wall for the entire year. Once you've unveiled the entire statement and read it with your students, commit time once a week to reviewing it as a class. I like to incorporate these conversations into our morning circle time every Friday. The process takes only a few minutes, but the results are powerful. During this time, we don't read the whole statement. Instead, I'll ask my students to focus on a specific word, phrase, sentence, or paragraph. And once I've identified our focus for that morning, I'll ask the kids to offer examples of how they've brought that idea to life that week, describe how we can improve in that area, connect that idea to some aspect of our classroom environment, or maybe even ask the kids to talk about how the idea connects to their lives outside of school. Some weeks, instead of selecting a focus in advance, I'll show one paragraph of the mission statement and ask the kids to share any part of it that happens to jump out to them. I call these our open form conversations. And during these, students can choose a word or phrase and explain why it stood out to them. In the first half of the year, I tend to do most of the choosing because I want to familiarize the kids with all the major ideas in the statement and go into great depth with them. As the year progresses, I like to have more open forum discussions. I'd like to wrap up this podcast by making some additional points about class mission statements. First, we need to keep in mind that a mission statement represents an ideal. Our classes will have to make a concerted, consistent effort to bring this ideal to life. None of our aspirations will happen automatically. Everybody must do his or her part each day, and the kids need to know that quality is everyone's responsibility. We don't want our mission statement simply to be words on paper. We want it to remain a living document where the ideas are on our minds as we go throughout each school day. And for a class to realize its mission, the ideas contained therein must live in the hearts and minds of all group members. As Stephen Covey says, these lofty ideas that we wrote must constantly be translated from the mission to the moment. Next, in addition to our weekly mission statement discussions, we need to take advantage of learnable moments as they arise in the classroom. So for example, if the kids are showing tremendous focus during math, we can show them the mission statement at the end of the period and connect their positive behavior to the part of the document expressing the need to be hard workers. This type of positive recognition will build the kid's confidence and self-esteem and reaffirm their commitment to bringing the mission statement's ideas to life. On the other hand, if the students are not cooperating well during group work time, we can point out how their actions are not consistent with the part of the document expressing the need to work together. It's an excellent way to hold children accountable. And the more frequently we're able to connect kids' actions to the mission statement's words, the more of a presence the document will have. One issue that comes up from time to time deals with the document's length. I think it's fine for the class mission statement to be quite long. Typically, our class mission statement is multiple paragraphs and takes up about a page. We have our students for a whole year and we have plenty of time to revisit our mission statement and get to know it very well. Businesses that post their mission statement on the walls have only seconds to capture their customers' attention and need their statements to be shorter. We have the luxury of more time and we have different goals. I don't recommend exceeding one page, but filling up that page is perfectly acceptable. 
We have so many worthwhile goals and so many bases to touch with our students. It makes sense that we would want to include a large number of ideas to use throughout the year as reference points. One aspect of writing a class mission statement that I've always felt was cool stems from the fact that in a typical daily classroom activity, each child will produce his or her own piece of work, such as a math sheet or writing exercise. Sometimes partners or small groups will collaborate on a project, but rarely does every child in a class have the opportunity to contribute energy and ideas to an important project that the class as a whole will use throughout the year. Writing a class mission statement offers this type of special opportunity. I mentioned earlier that you can find the sheets that I've referenced during this podcast on a link that's on my Teaching the Whole Child Facebook page. One of the sheets is the mission statement that my students and I did this past school year. And to tie everything together, I'd like to refer to that um, as I end today's podcast. If you'd like to follow along, you can go ahead and have that sheet in front of you. If not, you'll still be able to follow along just fine. The first paragraph is the introduction to our mission statement. Here's where I try to include the answers to the question of who are we that the kids answer on day one. It's also where I like to put outstanding words and phrases that students come up with on their own, um, not things that they found when they responded to the questions or when they were charting words from the mission statements. I love phrases such as, we are a class with spectacular dreams to pursue, we're mentally ready to make this year a special experience, our classroom is filled with smiles and spirit, energy and enthusiasm, passion and positivity. These sentences set a tone. They establish who we are and what we want to be and begins to give us an identity. The next paragraph focuses on our purpose and Next to that, I always have a phrase to elaborate on whatever the title of the paragraph is. So our purpose, making great lives for ourselves, doing great things for others. I mentioned earlier how the purposes of attending school are not obvious to kids. So these, this is the place where we can put different purposes of attending so kids understand why it is important to go to school and work hard each day. The next category, the next paragraph is about our work and our serious commitment to quality. We talk about taking on big challenges, improving continuously, working like champions. Again, setting the tone, establishing identity. These are ideas that we will refer to throughout the school year. Next, we focus on our character. Very important priority of my teaching. The paragraph is entitled, Our Character Committed to Becoming the Best People We Can Be. It includes phrases about acting with integrity, embracing trust and leadership, being responsible, respectful. By listing these habits of character, we give ourselves a way to have wonderful discussions throughout the year, and we connect the conduct of the kids to the ideas in this paragraph. So we are setting the tone by mentioning these and including these ideas in this reference point that we'll keep coming back to throughout the year. Next, we focus on our expectations. My favorite sentence is the first one. We don't want to be just okay. The kids love the fact that we want to be the best of the best. They love striving, trying to reach higher levels, working vigilantly, going beyond average in the other ideas that you see. Finally, our focus in the last paragraph is our classroom community. We're always encouraging one another to grow and shine. I make the point to the kids a lot that our work is very important. Yes, we want to do well academically, but nothing is more important than the people. 
we can all have a wonderful effect on each other every day. And by creating that type of community, it makes our days better for everybody. So this paragraph includes ideas about forming an outstanding team, there being no end to what we can accomplish when we work together, all of us being 100% committed to being contributing citizens of this extraordinary class. And it ends the mission statement on a high note. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found this podcast enjoyable and useful. And I'm always happy to connect. So if you ever want to reach out, you can go to my website, steveriefman.com, and shoot me an email. I'm on Twitter, at Steve Reifman, or you can contact me through the Teaching the Whole Child Facebook page. Thanks.